Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Off the Board Sports. This Saturday, uh, November 18th. As we're going to be previewing some of the biggest games, and we all know the news of Joe Burrow and the NFL. We're going to give our thoughts on that at the end of this show, as well as our free picks. But first, we're going to be talking about all the marquee games in the college football world, as there are some big implications around uh, conferences still in the Big 12, Pac-12, and the Mountain West. Juan, we're going to be getting the first game today, and what are you thinking of it? Oh, yeah, it's going to be Miami and Louisville. I mean, I really like Miami in this game. I think the line is favoring Miami. You know, they're 5-1 and one at home. Louisville, one loss has came on the road against Pittsburgh. But, yeah, let's get into the game. You know, Tyler Van Dyke was benched last week on the road against Florida State. Backup quarterback Emery Williams played pretty solid. They expect big things from him next year when Van Dyke is gone. But Van Dyke will be getting the start today at home. Um, Mario Cristobal said they believe in him in this game, in this spot. You know, I like the Canes myself. This is my uh, first free pick. I love the running game, Parrish and Chaney. And then you got big playmakers on the outside with George Rochepo, as well as uh, Chris Young. He's uh, 6'6". Doesn't have a ton of catches on the year. It's really been Rochepo and George. But I think if we can just be a playmaker today against this Louisville uh, defense, Miami will have a great chance to win this game. At home, you know, Louisville's right now in the, uh, in the running for the ACC championship against Florida State. But um, I think it's going to be Miami today at home. I think they'll be up. You know, the atmosphere down there, early kickoff. Won't be electric. I think that will play for Louisville early in this game. Uh, Plummer has played uh, solid for the Cardinals all season. But Miami has enough to win this game at home. Yeah, Louisville's been the underdog story in the ACC. As we all know, North Carolina is on their uh, heels. But... Nothing really jumps out as the quarterback for Louisville, a plumber, really having a decent year, 16 TDs, uh, nine interceptions. Miami played an inspired game at Florida State last week where they came up short, but they were playing with a backup quarterback. Defense was able to make stops. Again, they're at home, early start in Miami. Crowd won't be much of a factor, though. Uh, but Louisville's defense has been underrated all year, and Miami has had trouble stopping the run. They have a really good running back in Jordan. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Louisville's uh, energy is in the beginning of the game. They struggled at home uh, about a week ago against Virginia where they were sloppy. They had to come back in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I think Miami, uh, Mario Cristobal will have the boys ready. Uh, it'll be a close, interesting game. Yeah, let's go to our second matchup out in the Pac-12. Utah goes to the desert. Again, I've been talking about this uh, Arizona team for the last four weeks, ever since they played USC and have very competitive triple overtime game and you know they had a big lead in that game and you saw Arizona they beat Oregon State they beat UCLA they beat Colorado on the road um this team just continues to be the surprise in the Pac-12 for me um another top 25 matchup for today's slate I I like Arizona again at home I think Utah Bryson Barnes just doesn't make enough plays on the offensive side you know what Utah likes to do ground and pound you away and control the time of the possession. They're the best in the nation. They got away from that last week against Washington, and it really cost them that game. Arizona wins this game again. Noah Fafita just keeps on uh, playing week in, week out, uh, balling. And his playmakers, McMillan, 
Coleman in the running game. Uh, they, this team is very sneaky, underrated, good. I love the Cats again today. Yeah, I like Arizona as well. Uh, beginning of the year, everyone was on Colorado. And now they got thumped again last night, 56-14, to 4-7. and seven. Nobody talking about Jed Fitch and this Arizona team. Well-deserved links should have been. 7-3 and three have won four consecutive, three over top-rate components. Could be 8-5 to uh, five today. Uh, they just been uh, so, so good on the defensive side of the ball. They got McMillan a nightmare matchup, like you mentioned. Also got the other receiver there, the transfer from UTEP in. Uh, excuse me, Cowling, who's very good in the slot. And the Coleman, you mentioned, who's good in the running uh, game and the passing game. And Fafita, uh, obviously, Deloria, they started with. He was okay. He had the issue was the turnovers there. But Fafita, this freshman from Chino, California, or excuse me, Huntington Beach, California, just been outstanding uh, for them. And, uh, and he's got to be watching forward in the next couple of years and see how he progresses in the Big 12. But I think Arizona is better defensively, offensively. Uh, I think Utah's going to have a tough time down there. Yeah, and we're going to go another 12.30 Pacific time. Georgia goes to Neyland Stadium, 100,000 plus. This is going to be their first true road test of the season. Uh, in my opinion, um, they've had a very favorable schedule last two weeks, uh, playing top 25 opponents. But uh, last week, I think they really made a statement in Athens on that Saturday night game. Tennessee, you know, they've been mixed emotions. They got just smashed last week against Missouri, 36-7. I expect a bigger response in this home game against the number one team in the land. Um, I think it's going to really come down to Joe Minton in the third. When, once he, when he's on, he's good. Um, but against that Georgia Bulldogs defense, I don't trust it. This line is going down. It started at 11.5. It's all the way down to 9.5. A lot of money coming in on the Vols. Um, I think it's going to be really reliant on the running game. I think I think they got away from it at times in games, and it really came to cost them. You know, you have uh, what Wright and Small. Samson's a very good one, backup as well. But um, they don't have the playmakers on the receiving quarter they did a year ago. They still have some capable guys like Keaton White, Thornton Jr., but they're really lacking what they had a year ago. I, I think it's just going to be too much for Georgia. Carson Beck has played well. Again, first true road test for him and this Georgia Bulldogs offense. But, you know, you still have the best tight end in the nation, Brock Bowers, McCockey. Uh It's going to be too much for the Vols in this game. I think Georgia wins this. I think the spread, I think they cover as well. Yeah, I want to see what Tennessee's run defense can do today. We all know that Schrader uh, went for 255, and the Missouri Tigers did a week ago. Uh, and you know what Georgia likes to do. They want, want to pound the gr- a ball on the ground. They want to get physical between the tackles. And you got running backs of plenty there to choose with Edwards, Milton, Robinson, so yeah, they're uh, just going to be interesting there. And Carson Beck will make the plays in the passing game when he has to. And we all know how good their defense is. They don't miss tackles. They're the best defense in football behind Michigan. Uh, Tennessee's going to have a, a, a tough time scoring, in my opinion, with Milton. I think he turns the ball over a couple times. And the Georgia Bulldogs keep on rolling. Uh, and Kirby Smart is 11-0 going into next week and playing Georgia Tech. But uh, I don't see any slip-up here. Tennessee's a good defense. Their offense has been shaky at times, as you mentioned. And I think that loss at Missouri really exposed them. Before that, they had two games against Connecticut, Kentucky. Everyone was talking about A&M. We all know what A&M is, and we all know what Bama is. But uh, I like Georgia uh, to roll here today. Yeah, and this, we're going to be going to the night slate now. <clears throat> Quickly, we got Kansas State, Kansas. Again, this Big 12 is just wide open. What happened a week ago, you saw Oklahoma State get smashed going on the road against Central Florida. And now you have five teams at 5-2. and two. Everybody's in it. 
Texas is certainly sitting pretty at 6-1. and one. Oklahoma State has a, a big road game against Houston. Oklahoma goes on the road against BYU. Early kickoff for them. Iowa State 5-2. and two, And then we just talked about uh, Kansas State 5-2. and two. Uh, Kansas 4-3. and three. They're a little bit too far behind after losing last week. But a um, big-time rivalry game. And, you know, the spread, minus 10. I'm going to the home side here. I really like Kansas. This team has been putting up points all year long. They had a letdown game against the Red Raiders a week ago, only getting 13 points. But I expect their offense to be high motivated today against their in-state rival. And being at the quarterback position, he's played solid. They have playmakers on the outside with Arno and Skinner. Neil in the running back near 1,000 yards. I think they, this is up and down. I think uh, Kansas keeps us close within the 10. That's way too high for this rivalry. Yeah. Now, Kansas is dealing with some injuries. That's why you got two receivers that are questionable today. And, uh, yeah, but, two of their best uh, receivers in Skinner and Graham. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to be a go, though. I mean, they want to play in this rivalry game. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see at game time how they're feeling. Um, if not, uh, it might be a long day for them. Still got Arnold. Still got Fairchild. You still got some other guys there as well as also the really good running back in Neil and Hishaw Jr. who yeah, will probably have to rely have to, on it. Yeah. And Bean is also probable. <clears throat> so we'll see how what happens there. But Kansas State, we know they're still in it. Kansas is as well. Uh, this is a spread, as you mentioned. It's a little high in a rivalry game. Kansas has uh, been owned by Kansas State in this rivalry uh, for a number of years, as Kansas uh, will try to switch that, like they did this year against Oklahoma at home. Yeah, I would probably lean with the plus ten. I do think one, at least one of those two receivers will play. Hopefully both, but I think uh, Kansas and plus ten uh, is the play here. Yeah, and then we'll be going in the Pac-12. You know, Washington just keeps seems like winning week in, week out. They're barely getting by against some of these teams. You saw again against Utah, another one. Score victory. Um, again, Utah really gave that game away, I get, I, in my mind. Really not controlling the time of the possession against the high-powered Huskies offense, and that really hurt him in the second half. And, uh, again, Bryson Barnes did not make an, enough plays. They didn't even score in the second half. Washington only got one touchdown. Utah's defense did keep him in. But, again, on the offense, you need to make plays. But today is going to be a different story. This is my second free pick. I'm going Oregon State. You know, they're 5-0 and at home. Washington, this is a very tough game. Going to the den of the Beavers. I love Oregon State in this game. You talk about DJ Ogalea. Um, he just needs to be a playmaker today. He can't turn over the ball. He's turnover prone. He's took him the ball, care of the ball quite well this season. Only four INTs, 20 touchdowns. They're going to really rely on Martinez, another 1,000 yards for him this season. Federick as well. If they can just uh, ground and pound against Washington, control the time of the possession, keep the Huskies off the field, and play action. If DJ can do the play action, you know, it's very good. Once you get the running game going with those two backs, I think it's going to be too much for Washington on the road in Corvallis. Yeah, uh, this is going to be by far the toughest challenge for Washington, I think, this season. Everybody thought USC, Oregon could have gotten either way there, but they were at home. This is a ruckus environment in Corvallis. This is Beaver team has 16 and one since they remodeled their stadium up there, and the only loss was the USC last year when they only lost by three points. It is a tough place to play. Um, Washington Michael Penix has been scraping by, like you said. Uh, some good news though: McMillan coming back and looks like he's going to be uh, playing a lot more snaps for them. But their defenses look bad at times this year. A lot like USC. Uh, They've been able to bail out with that offense, but at some point that's going to catch up to you. And Oregon State is also playing for a Pac-12 title. They got the big game in Eugene next week. But uh, I think Washington does prevail. 
I think uh, Michael Penix makes enough plays. Those receivers make enough plays. Uh, if you look at Oregon State, a uh, couple of games they've struggled against was teams were able to spread them out. Uh, Washington State did that at, in Pullman. Uh, they weren't able to stop their receivers and Cam Ward. Uh, get it, it's a road game. It was early in in Pac-12 play. But uh, I think Michael Penix, if Oregon State can't get pressure on him and throw him off balance, I think he'll have enough time, and those receivers will find a way to get open. And I think Washington will score him, in, in my opinion. It's going to yeah. be a very, very ruckus environment, though. But, Juan, I'm going to get into my first free play of the day before we get into some other topics here. I like UCLA on the road today, Battle of L.A., uh, these are two teams are just so different on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. We know the Trojans are just one of the worst teams in uh, de- in the defense category. Uh, UCLA is one of the best, especially in the Pac-12. First in sacks, and uh, we're tied with Oregon State, like I mentioned. They can get pressure on the quarterback as well. Uh, but UCLA is 36 sacks, yards allowed first, 289. Points allowed first at 16.4. We know this Trojan team can't stop anybody, especially on the ground. UCLA is first in the Pac-12 at 202 yards per game. And I think UCLA, I can't believe they're an underdog. This game should have been even money, in my opinion. I know they had the bad loss to Arizona State a week ago at home, but this is a bounce back for that game for them. I think Carson still hardened. We saw what Washington did to them on the ground. Guys weren't even getting touched eight, nine yards down the field. UCLA is very physical on offense side of the ball and defense. So we saw with Caleb Williams when he faces a tough defense, physical guys that can cover. And you also got some receivers that are banged up for them as well. So uh, I like UCLA plus five. Wouldn't be surprised they win this game outright. Like I said, I, I just think it's a bad matchup. We saw what Notre Dame did to him. We saw what Utah did to him. I think Caleb Williams has a really, really bad game. Turns the ball over a couple times. And like I said, UCLA's defense has been one of the best in the nation, generating pressure, getting sacks on the opposing quarterback. I like UCLA. Yeah, I also like UCLA in that game. I'm surprised the spread is as high as it is. You talked about UCLA. I expect them to go to the ground with their two backs and just uh, pound away against the Trojans' defense. No, USC's defense looked okay last week against yeah, Oregon on really. the road. They allowed a 555 yards again. Yeah, but they only let up 36 points compared to what they've been doing the last week. Yeah. We'll see what they do today. Um, that was a little bit of an improvement there with the points. I think uh, Bo Nix really laid off uh, the pedal there in the second half. Not sure why. They should have kept uh, putting up the points as they did against uh, every team this season. But uh, that's a different yeah. story for a different topic. One more topic, Juan, before we jump into the Joe Burrow situation and give our thoughts on that. But we're going to go to the Mountain West. And this uh, conference has been tightened up all of a sudden because Air Force losing at a Y last week. That was a big loss. This team may be trending downward, losing two consecutive games. You and Allen V's been the surprise. But you got some other teams there as well as Fresno and Boise, both 4-2. and two. Uh, Boise plays Air Force next week, so they all have an opportunity to try to knock them off and get into the conversation or an opportunity to get in the Mountain West game. But um, I'm going to go to my second free play here. Uh, I like Air Force at home. UNLMV has been a very, very good team, a surprise team, and Barry Odom there. Uh, Got a lot of things going good there for them in Vegas. But I think Air Force is a get-right game at home, minus 2.5. Everyone's doubting is this team as good as what they say they are in the Mountain West, and UNLV on the road in Colorado, late November game, could be possible, some snow showers cold, not uh, used to that environment, I like Air Force to pound them, be physical with them, get the running game and control the tempo of this game, I like Air Force at home. Yeah, I think Air Force does get back on track after losing those two games, you know, they went to the island last week, 
never easy to go to the island of Hawaii and um, out of their elements for sure. Now they're back in their elements and, and what they're most comfortable. This line is low for me. Air Force rolls, in my opinion. They control the time of possession. And as well, you and LMV, I think they're going to have a hard time against that defense. Air Force is still a very good defense, top 10 in the nation. And you and LMV is going to face one of their toughest tests this year in the Mountain West. Yeah, uh, I think so as well. But, Juan, we're going to go to Joe Burrow. We know he's yeah. out for the season. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, it's an injury. I mean, it's unfortunate what happened. I mean, he took a big hit, landed on his wrist, and uh, tore his ligament. So, yeah, he's done for the year. I mean, what else is there to really say? You I mean, the Bengals are struggling in this game when Joe was in anyways. I'm not sure if it would have made a difference. It, it certainly would. But, again, that offensive line, we talked about it not protecting their star quarterback. But uh, Burrow, what are your thoughts on him going to next season? He's going to his fifth year. He's done for this um, year. So, um, what are your thoughts? I know he's your guy. I mean, what? what Very do you have to impressive say? in his four years. Led him to the Super Bowl in the second year. 150 sacks in four years. Four. Back, yeah, that's what I was going to get into. Back to back AFC championships. Wow. But one, you mentioned just the sacks there. 150 in four years, and it's only it goes in 52 games. That's like. Two or three a wow. game. Wow. It goes to the offensive line. I mean, Joe Burrow, he does at times have a tendency to hang on to the ball a little bit too long. But for the most part, he gets the ball out as quick as anybody in the league. And he doesn't really hold on to the ball yeah, as uh, much as some other quarterbacks. Well, that's what I said. For the most the part, he does not. But yeah. um, this offensive line has been atrocious since he's ever gotten there. And Zach Taylor. Well, I want to say one thing about Zach Taylor. I would never think he's a head coach. I'd never think he no, I never will thought be a so head either. coach. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow leading him to that Super Bowl, leading him to the AFC Championship against Kansas City, um, this guy would never get there on his own. Joe Burrow did it those two years. Now let's see what's going to be happening next year. I'm sure he's going well, to be back. Everyone wants to also. South, I know um, we're getting off the topic about Joe Burrow here, a lot. But yes, and that's a concern. He's had two major injuries already: the ACL in his first year, now torn ligament in his wrist, throwing hand. That's always concern for a quarterback. Uh, we we don't know how he's going to come back from it. Most likely he'll come back fine, but uh, you just you never know sometimes. But um, again, his throwing hand. Uh, I am concerned if, uh, if I'm him and a Joe Burrow fan because if injuries keep piling up this young, it could be a problem into his early 30s and even mid-30s if he's still uh, playing at a high level. But um, you look at this Bengals team, and it's just they're not the t- most talented team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Everyone wants to rave about Lou Anarumo. Uh, but over the last four years, their defenses have always been bottom half of the league. They play co- complementary football. Uh, they let up some yards. They get some timely plays at times, but it's not like they have dominant players like a lot of the teams like Kansas City, Philadelphia, San Francisco. So um, that's just one point, point I wanted to throw out there. Dallas as well. Uh, but And Baltimore, you saw what they have done all year. But uh, I think uh, Joe Burrow will come back uh, strong, healthy next year and uh, something to improve, especially, I mean, he was very frustrated. Uh, I guess you can't, you just can't do nothing about injuries. You've seen a number of quarterbacks go down this year, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, and now Joe Burrow. So uh, what is your thing? Oh, quickly here, Wanda in the NFL, uh, we're going to talk about the AFC quickly before we wrap up the show, but uh, is this just a one- or two-team race now because is Kansas City-Baltimore the best two teams? You I mean, you got... Jacksonville, we we know the problems with them in big games. Miami, still very young. Pittsburgh, quarterback with Kenny Pickett. Cleveland, we mentioned with Andrew and Houston. I mean, is it just a two-team race in Kansas City and Baltimore? Well, I still believe in Jacksonville. If they get these things fixed up uh, by the time the postseason comes around, I think they'll be just fine. But I think it's a three-team race. I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Pittsburgh. I don't trust Cleveland. 
Houston could be a surprise if they get in there. But I think it's really those three teams. But I think it might be coming down to Baltimore or Kansas City. Um, we'll see, though. Um, we always see a surprise team. It's uh, going to be interesting. It just yeah. depends how they handle the moment when they get to the uh, playoffs. And uh, I think if Jacksonville cleans that stuff up and uh, prepares better with Trevor Lawrence and his receivers and uh, his defense uh, plays well, I think they'll be okay as well. It's going to be interesting to see who gets those final two spots as, you know, Cleveland and Houston. Well, Cincinnati's Aaron theoretically Rod- still in, but uh, now without Joe, uh, possibly if they do get in, is he going to be ready for the playoffs? I'm, yeah, I'm that's not a possibility. Enough, I, probably not, though, uh, but you never know. We've yeah. seen uh, some guys make some early returns, as Aaron Rodgers might for the Jets, and who knows if they can reel off three or four in a row to get in. But Yeah, they need to start winning, though, before, yeah, because uh, Rodgers ain't going to play if they're out of contention. There's no reason for him to yeah. even risk it. Uh, they have a big game uh, this week. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow against uh, uh, Buffalo for them. Yeah, I certainly do. But uh, this is a topic for probably Buffalo's, tomorrow yeah. and uh, going into uh, Sunday football. But, again, you got our four free picks. You got Oregon State at home. Got Miami at home in another upset. Got UCLA on the road taking the plus five. Then you got Air Force at home. Uh, get right game for them against uh, UNLV and go 9-2 and two and, uh, and be in the front runner for the Mountain West. So uh, take Thank them you for listening two. to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at Off the Board Sports. Thank you and best of luck.